What's up, my friends? Matt Prince here. This is the Matt Prince Podcast brought to you by theweaponizedman.com and Royal Fitness. Today's topic is this, forced growth. All right, so today I wanted to go into a few things that I think really help uh, to understand and to progress in your training. Now, what we look at in, from a strength point of view today is all about strength, but you can apply this pretty much to any area of your life. Like, Basically, the idea of forced growth would be to take something that you're doing and take a piece of it that you can really make harder for yourself and grind away at that for a few weeks and then go back to the easier thing or the, or the normal thing and you should experience a significant improvement in it, right? So if you think about it in other areas of your life, that's great, but I'm going to talk specifically about training right now. So two things um, have sort of happened just today, like I put up a video of me doing heavy negatives. So I was pressing the landmine up with two hands and then lowering it down for five seconds with one hand. And I was doing, I had three, uh, what was it? Two sets of five, uh, two sets of four right at 60 kilos on top of the bar um which is quite heavy right i actually had 70 program last week i did 70 kilos um but i just didn't have it in me um and there's no way i was going to do it without hurting myself so i i uh put the ego down and stuck with 60 and, and got them done really really well got some good quality work in but the point was like if i'm doing landmine presses normally like standing landmine press i might be able to press maybe i don't know 50 for a bunch of reps um but not take it down for five seconds, like not get that 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 muscle, you know, you know, crushing um, with the with the slow negatives. But with sixty, I could. If I push up with two arms, I can lower it down slowly. That's building a lot of strength, and that's with one arm, right? So you think it's probably like what 70, 70 kilos, maybe seventy five kilos um, in terms of force in in the hand. That's it's it's a lot of weight, right? If I go back to now a kettlebell, I'm going to be able to lower a forty kilo kettlebell pretty comfortably, I would imagine. I would think anyway. So that's an example. That's that's one example of a heavy overload that will force growth, right? It's tearing apart muscles in a new way. It's overloading my you know arms and shoulders and stuff like that in a different way. Um, so when I go back to the single arm pressing, which is, is going to be soon, um, I should be better for it, right? And especially to like the idea is to overload for me, I'm trying to overload each arm individually just to really, really bring up some some imbalances that I had, which was one, my left side was just way weaker than my right. And it's catching it. It's going really, really good. So it's working. Anyway, that is one aspect. So if you think about one one area of force growth, you've got heavy eccentrics. And the, a really good way to do it is to lift it up with two hands or say if you were doing heavy eccentrics on a seated row, you'd pull it in with two hands You'd release one hand and you would lower it um, on the eccentric with just the one arm. So you basically go on a heavy weight, one that you can row with two, and then you slowly take it back with one. With the the landmine press, you're pressing it up with two, coming down really, really slow. It might be a bicep curl. You curl it up with two, take it down really slow with one. Now, you are always stronger. I don't know the exact percentage of how strong you are, but you're always stronger on the negative, on the eccentric, than the concentric. Right, it's basically it's just the way the body works. So you'll be able to lower heavier weight uh, better than what you can press it, basically. So just understand that. Um, but that's something to consider, something to play with. Now that's one aspect, and this will, you know, I can only do this for a certain period of time, like 
anywhere between say three and six weeks <coughs> would be the max I would recommend to do heavy sort of overloads, um, which I'll go into a little bit more soon. Um, but what the, the benefits are there, right? And then you take them out, you go back to your, you know, your normal, normal sort of training with like full range, full reps, concentric, you know, isometric, whatever you're doing. Um, and you'll find you'll, you'll be stronger for it and you'll have bigger muscle for it, right? Another area that we can look at, which happened today, one of the boys was asking about his box squats. His box squatting to a 50 centimeter box, which is for him, it's just above parallel. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm a bit choky, but um, it's just above parallel. And he was asking if it's okay to do it to just above parallel. I was like, mate, absolutely. Like, you're not a power lifter. You're not. If you're not a powerlifter, <coughs> you're comparing yourself to powerlifting standards, thinking you need to get ass to grass, like you don't, or, or even below parallel. You don't need to do that, right? So, um, in terms of all the time, right? Like he's when we test the squat, that's how he tests it. We're not squatting high deliberately. Like I, I recommend doing full range and doing it right. Um, and we actually in my programs, like if we're doing overload stuff or partial work we will still hit the, uh, the full range at some point, whether it's in that session or in the second session for the week, like it's still getting hit. It's just in a, in a different mode. So the example today was the high box squat. He, he hit uh, three rep max. He hit 170 and his full range squat is 150, right? Full, full, just normal sort of squat, not a box squat. <clears throat> his full range is 150. So essentially he's gone 20 kilos over his max, done it for a triple, which shows that his top part of his lifts lifts is his strong point, which is very common in the squat anyway. That's why people don't squat low because it's easier to squat high. But what I'm looking at for him, it's going to help build up his upper back. It's going to help build up his core. It's going to help build up his legs and hips and all that. Um, when he goes back into his you know heavy normal type squats, he's, the weight's just going to feel better, right? So he might be able to now get more work in around that 140 mark or like you know 90, 85, 90 percent work and progress through and break his 150 kilo squat record soon. And I think that'll happen, right? That's the plan. Now I do this sort of training with, you know, I've talked about heavy eccentrics. So heavy eccentrics might even be like using weight releases. Um, that's one way to do it. Doing the, the two hands, two hands up, one hand down. That's a really good way to do it. You got the partial movements. So you like your high box squats, um, might be a, a pin press type thing. So you, you're doing the, the rack lockout type stuff. Might be a rack pull, silver dollar deadlift, trap bar deadlift. All of these things have really, really good overload um, mechanisms when you go back into the normal lift that you're trying to improve, which is usually the squat bench dead for a lot of people. The... The, the it just feels better, right? Just you're just stronger for it because you're just stronger in general. Now, some other concepts around this, you've got your accommodating resistance methods, right? So this is another way I reckon it's a really good way to force growth. Again, I would recommend doing them for say three weeks on and then taking them out for a while, maybe up to six weeks, depending on on how new people are to training. But this is these sorts of methods aren't really for beginners. They're more for like intermediate and advanced people anyway, um, people with solid solid background and strength um but the accommodating resistance bands and chains right think about what they do if you have bands on or chains on it's going to be heavier at the top and lighter at the bottom so for a bench press for example you're weakest off your chest most people are weakest off the chest or like mid-range in in their movements right so when they start playing with accommodating resistance it's now overloading the triceps which is the strongest point so you've got your strength curve is getting trained across the board 
right? And again, I'm, I'm beginners most likely a week in their triceps all week everywhere. Um, so again, it's not a method that I would use for that. I just stick to straight weight, just build technique to start with and, and build muscle mass, you know, in different movements. But for someone, say, who's been training for a while, if they're, they're sort of lacking and then able, un, unable to, to, um, to get everything they can out of a straight weight, right? It makes sense to have somebody have, say, 150 kilos at the top and 130 kilos at the bottom, and they're sitting somewhere in between, but now they can overload the top portion of the lift and train the whole body and the whole muscle, you know, through its full strength and full, full strength capacity. Right, so that's how accommodating resistance works. I reckon it's a really, really good way to do it. Um, bands are better than chains um, for you know for the fact that there's that overspeed eccentric where the band pulls down. There's going to be harsher uh, force going through your body, but I really like chain as well. So I find like chain for for most people who I train. Um, chain sort of the best way to do it for the more advanced guys i think bands but for the for the majority of people who i train i think chains are safer because the bands aren't pulling you down they're not forcing you down um where you know if your shoulder sort of slips out to the side a little bit you're in in, in risk of injuring yourself or something like that like if your technique needs a bit of work um you'd stick with chains it's just a bit safer because you don't have that downforce but nevertheless it's a great way to force growth, right? Because now you can handle more weight at the top, less at the bottom. So you find that happy mid middle ground and you're going to go into the next lot of lifting that you do, whether it's straight weight or different lift or whatever it is. And you'll find that you now it just feels lighter in the hands, which is really, really good. So some other ways, there's other forced growth methods that I really, really like. Um, you've got basically anything that allows the weight in hand to be heavier. So say like a, a push press, um, I've talked about, you know, rack pulls and all that sort of stuff, but like say a push press compared to a strict press, you're going to push press more weight than your strict press. So if you're a strict presser and you want to progress that, it might be worth learning how to lock heavier weight overhead and then sort of catch up somewhere in between, right? So there's things like that that you can do. Um, isometrics are one of the best and most underutilized things. I don't personally program them a lot for people um, who I don't know their, their well, uh, actually, it's probably the wrong way to put it. I will only program it for people who I know their mental drive, right? If they've got severe, crazy, fucking hard, hard work ethic, isometrics are brilliant right because isometrics you are now producing more force than your body's even capable of in in terms of if the weight was moving because you're putting every single ounce of effort through whatever implement you're pushing right so if you think about say like a um you, you know you're pulling a deadlift bar it might have 60 kilos on it but you're pulling it into pins into an immovable object Right, you can produce if you max deadlift say 200 kilos, you can produce more force than that because you're pulling statically, right? So you're pulling, putting everything through it, but you have to put everything through it. That's the problem. If I program it for a lot of people, they just fluff through it, save themselves. It's fucking pointless. It's the biggest waste of time ever, right? They'd be better off, you know, not doing anything at all. Like it's just a waste of time. But if they put 100% effort into it, it's really, really taxing and it's a really, really good way to build up specific points of your weak area. So wherever it is, you set the pins to a certain height and you pull into them or you push into them or whatever you're doing, squat into them, um, you'll find that you can 
it, they, they, the numbers are quite different. Like some people say up to 30% more um, force can go through. And I don't know the exact exact number. That's just like one of the things that I've read. Um, I, I do think it's it's significantly more than what you could if it, if there was weights are moving because there is no, um, you know, there's no sort of slowing down point because like it's nothing's moving. You can literally just go, right? So for those who are mentally in the right spot, isometrics are a really, really good way to do it. You do have to be mindful. And these are ones that I wouldn't do for more than three weeks in a row, pretty much like, or if you've got high blood pressure, like I just wouldn't bother. Um, If you're doing isometrics, I'll look around six seconds. Six seconds is a good time. Um, So you can do... You can do less than six seconds, but I reckon six seconds is probably a good sweet spot. Um, So that's something to play with. That's another overload method. Now, all of this said, guys, we've talked about doing partials, basically, like high box squats, rack pulls, um, pin presses, all that sort of stuff. We've talked about doing heavy eccentrics. We've talked about accommodating resistance, having heavier weight at the bottom, lighter weight at the bottom. a heavier weight at the top, lighter weight at the bottom. And we've talked about isometrics. Now, all of these pieces are brilliant, right? There is another brilliant sort of method that I love. And um, this is this is the most commonly programmed stuff that I'll do. And it's essentially picking lifts for periods of time where more force can be produced just in general, right? I've talked about all these specific methods, but like, let's look at things like strongman, right? Let's look at things like, Swinging kettlebells, snatching kettlebells. Now, I did a, a study. I had a study done on me, and uh, I was swinging a 56-kilo kettlebell. And on that 56-kilo kettlebell, I, was, I think it was about, from memory, I've got to get the, the graph back out again, but I think it was about 400 kilos roughly worth of force. And that was different. That was vertical force, horizontal force. Um, I'm not an exercise scientist, so I need, a, I need to reread it and talk to the guy, get him to break it down. But it was, it was high, let's say 350 to 400 kilos worth of force into a 56 kilo kettlebell off a 24 kilo kettlebell i remember this clearly because i was surprised about it and it was a theory that i've had for a fair while and he proved it right but the 24 kilo kettlebell i was producing about 200 kilos worth of force in a swing like just in a normal swing now think about this guys if you're doing something with a 24 kilo kettlebell it's very safe and it's not that taxing. Like you can do a lot of work with that. And if you put enough effort and force behind it, you can sort of hit high hundreds into 200s worth of force, which is really, really cool, right? You start getting the bells heavier and you're still producing good solid speed and force, right? With a 40 kilo bell, 56 kilo bell, like there's a lot of um, progress to be made there. That's why I really love kettlebell swings, powerful kettlebell snatches. I love those movements because you are putting a lot of force through the body, right? Things like jumps, you're putting a lot of force through the body. You're creating yourself to become a powerful machine, right? So they're not things you just fluff through. These are things that you push harder on and they will have a great carryover, but you sort of have to make sure that you're putting the effort in. Now, strongman as a concept, I really, really like because they're lifts that you can just strain right like i've been doing um 30 second rounds of farmers carries which is really tough it's really tough you do basically four rounds about a minute between each one and i'm farmers carrying like only about 150 kilos or something but it's in my hands for for 30 seconds at a time so there's a lot of strain going through my traps my upper back my grip my shoulders everything like that including my hips and stuff that i'm walking with there's a lot of strain throughout the body. There's strain on the cardio system, all this sort of stuff. Now, 
doing these sorts of movements just builds real raw all-round strength from my grip to my neck to my feet to my ankles like everything's getting better right when i look at things like yoking or chain yoking same thing i can get 250 to 300 kilos on my back and walk with it like that's that's a lot of pressure through your body but it's also something that's going to help when you go back into say straight bar squatting um you know it's going to make that bar feel lighter your body's going to be stronger for it and it's also ironing out all those little weak areas that you've got so if we look at this now let's look at this as like a big jigsaw puzzle that i'll piece together for you guys i've talked about heavy negatives and heavy eccentric training i've talked about accommodating resistance i've talked about partials i've talked about isometrics i've talked about the powerful like plyometric type stuff or power metric type stuff like your swings your jumps all that sort of stuff i've talked about strongman right if you start to think about this from a logical point of view, if we were to use one of those sort of elements, um, whether it's we switch them up every three weeks or we're, we're sort of going three weeks in, then we go traditional type training for three weeks, three weeks in, you know, basically what you're doing is you are leaving no stone unturned in building your body, right? No stone unturned. Yes, if you are a powerlifter, I will say this again, if you have a specific sport, but I'm not talking about powerlifting right now, you will need to practice your, your 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 exact exercises, but nevertheless, these are still great accessories to throwing around it. You can literally iron out every single weak point in your body, build up your muscle mass, constantly progress, and make sure that you're traveling along nicely, um, you know, and, and never really plateauing. And that's what we want, right? That's exactly what we want as humans. So anyway. I hope that makes some sense. Um, if you do want specific help with it, it's not something that I can sort of talk to you on a podcast about. Uh, that's that's something that you'd have to pay uh, pay for and join Royal Fitness and become a part of it, whether it's the online programs or the offline programs. That's that's where I can help actually dial it in for you specifically. Um, and you can sort of see where the magic happens. But there is a piece that I want to wrap up on, and this is, a, this is taking it away from training, a bit more into life. I want you to think about this for a second, right? If you are somebody who is plateaued in any area of your life, whether it's your your, your body, you know, I'm talking I'm talking body a lot, I'm talking strength here a lot, might be in your fat loss, right? It, so your nutrition side of things, like it might be in your relationships, in your mindset, in your business, in your, in your career, whatever it is, like it might even be in your fun, right? You start to think about this concept of forcing growth understand that it can be applied to all of those things too it's not a bad thing to put things on hold other areas of your life on hold and double the fuck down on building your mindset building your resiliency reading learning growing right it's not a bad thing to do that and force that force growth whether it's say a period of three to six weeks or whatever it is that force growth will have knock-on effects down the track whether it's a relationship you're trying to trying to rebuild or trying to you know trying to build or mend or whatever right? I don't know I don't know what you're doing but like doubling down time attention appreciation all that that that's going to help right whether it's business like there is times in business where you have to fucking hustle your face off or there's times like now where you know essentially your business gets shut <laughs> and you you know you've got to do other things but like for me right what I'm doing is doubling down right now on my body, on my family, on my on my mindset because I'm, I'm literally my gym's closed and I've tried to work out other ways to do business. And to be quite frank with you guys, I just don't want to do some of the opportunities that I've come up with. So I'm, um, 
I'm I'm gonna keep doubling down on trying to inspire the members to keep going and 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 grow myself, right? I'm, I'm down nine kilos nearly um, since I decided to do that. Like everything's sort of progressing in the right way, but I've gone, you know, probably too far to to, to that uh, body side and and mindset side, pretty much because of because I feel like it's the best opportunity for me to do it at this point. But I hope that makes some sense, guys. Don't be afraid to force growth in areas of your life. Don't be afraid to double down. Don't be afraid to put yourself in a position of severe strain and even slightly at risk to progress to the next level because there is growth and that's what we want as the, you know, weaponized men. That's what we want as people who are driven to grow. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. I hope that helps in some way. If you are interested, if you want programming from me, if you if you want to, you know, jump on and progress along, hit me up. If you're interested in anything else, you know, you need help in any way, just let, let me know, message me and I'll, I'll see what I can do. And uh, and guys, appreciate you all for listening. Thanks for, for sharing with your friends and all that sort of stuff. But guys, keep training hard, force growth in the areas you need and see where it takes you. Talk to you soon.